0: Hi, welcome. This is Sir Scott from the No Agenda Producers. This is an impromptu podcast. I'm speaking with the founder of WYSIWYG Television. That's a WYSIWYG TV, as in what you see is what you get. Hi, Chris. We're getting ready to talk about the events that began on the day before Thanksgiving and uh, that are still going on today. So uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to be with you. Happy to talk about what's going on down there in El Sereno. It's been a fascinating couple days listening to and watching and being down there and and seeing what's happening and how it's described by certain people uh, who are pretending as though stealing properties and stealing homes is perfectly acceptable.
0: Well, I was actually um, sent a message earlier, and uh, I said, does it seem like the California Highway Patrol are hired thugs uh, by the banks, the banks are hiring these thugs, to uh, protect the bankers' housing stock and um, uh, protect the bankers' housing stock from... Homeless squatters, and we're not talking about, uh, you know, military-aged men. We're talking about families with children. So um, I guess that would be a good place to start.
1: Yeah, it doesn't appear that it's all families with children. There was one family or one home that was raided last night that apparently there was one child and somebody under the 18, age of 18 that was pulled out of the house. Um, what I'm gonna to read to you is Reclaim and Rebuild Our Community Twitter. And what they say is on November 25, we housed families in vacant homes that have been abandoned and neglected by Caltrans. We asked Governor Newsom to tell CHP to stand down so families can shelter in place. Instead, he allowed Caltrans to leverage CHP to carry out violent evictions and arrests. The problem is, is that these homes were purchased over the last 20 years, from the way I understand it, uh, to be demolished in order to build an extension of the freeway, which would go from where the 710 freeway ends right now in East Los Angeles, north directly to the, the 210 freeway that heads north, paralleling the five freeway. Uh, if you look at the map, you'll see a direct link. These homes are all in the same couple blocks. Um, and they've owned the property now, 2017, the whole project was shut down and stopped. But for some reason, the state is still sitting on these homes. The homes have been boarded up. They have, uh, signs in the windows that say, uh, no trespassing and uh that's not all of the homes some of the homes are actually have been rented one woman that i spoke to last night her and her son they live in one of the homes they rent one of the homes that's owned by the state of california and she told me that when they rented the home that they would be given the opportunity if the project never went through to buy the home at the at the price in which the state paid for the home Uh, Her point also was is that the home next door to her is empty and has been empty because the state would rather Make as much money as possible off the resale of the property since it's been sitting for 20 years rather than renting it out um, And losing money based on the deal that she had made Uh, So that gave me a little bit of background on the properties as you drive through the neighborhood you see all the boarded-up homes now what they've done this uh, um, reclaim and rebuild, they decided that what they were gonna do was they were gonna take people off the street and open up these homes, provide them with power, um, water, all of the utilities back on, including internet, and um, they would pay a small donation fee, uh, a partial rent, you would say, uh, as a donation, if they could make it to keep the home and be in the home. So they decided that because these properties were sitting there vacant, that they were going to claim them as their own and uh, live in them. And so they've been given eviction notices and told to leave the properties as trespassers. And, uh, that's why the police had to go in. They've actually been doing this for the last two days they're currently still actively trying to uh, get these trespassers off of the property as we speak 11 minutes ago civilian res- uh, source reports at least one CHP vehicle parked outside a home on Sheffield between Allen and Norwich so they're working actively uh, but with protesters being there they've made it very difficult like we saw yesterday
0: okay so so just to be clear these homes and uh, is it 19 homes would you confirm that the woman was correct in her assertion
1: no there's hundreds
0: okay so the state owns hundreds of homes
1: yeah apparently they bought any property that went up for sale uh, over the years that was in that uh, corridor for the building project
0: so when does the state actually invest in real estate
1: well they weren't investing in the real estate they were buying it rather than using eminent domain in hopes that the project would be approved and they'd build the freeway through okay if you look at the map it it, it looks like actually it would help alleviate traffic and it would probably be but it goes through a really beautiful little neighborhood that would not be the same afterwards because of this freeway going through
0: and of course freeway changes are complex but sure but would you agree that the state purchasing all these homes for a project uh, and then the project being canceled, now the state has ownership of these homes, would you agree that now they're trying to, to earn as much money as they can from their investment?
1: Well, the flip side of that coin would be that they have some hope that perhaps they could still do it somehow. Do it. Build the freeway.
0: Oh, so the can- the project has been canceled, yet it's it's really, it's really uh on hold. It's not totally
1: canceled. Ah, the way I understand it, the project is is gone. However, to me it would seem as though the state holding on to the property says that they are actively trying to potentially still do it at some point or figuring out another way to do it. Okay. So why else would you hold on to the properties?
0: Well, you'd either hold on to them for a profit, or you would hold on to them in order to complete the project. Would you agree? The housing
1: market in twenty seventeen was great too. <laughs> it it continues to get better, but um, if they haven't sold a single home, um, you know, or not renting them out, or using them in some way, I it to me suggests that there's an ulterior motive that is going on there
0: so we're concluding that either they're holding on to the homes to make a profit or they're holding on to the homes to complete the project
1: sure seems that way yeah
0: okay yeah now just to be clear the the reclaim and rebuild is that the the proper term (laughs) reclaim and rebuild
1: right that's yes is that That a state operation uh currently yeah there's videos of that group bringing in they're all messed up bringing in furniture whatnot, setting these people up in the homes, taking the boards off the windows, and in, they are claiming to reclaim the home as their own. Now, to me, reclaim says that that was your home originally, and somebody took it from you, and you're getting it back. But that's not the case. These people had no ownership or right of use of these properties. They are just saying that this is sitting empty so therefore we can go in and claim it as our own yeah, based on their tweets
0: yes that that is a uh, a play on words and what we need to do <laughs> as journalists what we need to do as journalists right. is to to speak to the the sources of the information and get the real story on the ground and yeah. um what would be nice is if the owners which happens to be the state in this case can be clear about their intentions and uh, how can we get to that source to find out, uh, for, as a journalist, get close to that source to find out what they want to do with these hundred of properties?
1: Right. Yeah, it's... Uh, I was trying to pull this up to... Uh, it's very, um, very dishonest what they're saying and claiming as far as um, how the officers have had to come in and pull these people out of the homes is because they are activists standing up to the police and the state trying to say hey look you have these homes they're sitting vacant let us use them but when the governor didn't allow that or they just decided to take them themselves so um uh, it is the a for- fact that they describe it in such a way that's so dishonest is, is uh, unfortunate.
0: It does sound like a form of a, of a, of a type of a revolution, because um, now you and I personally have not gotten into our conversations about monetary policy. Right. And I look forward to those conversations. But the, the, uh, the chairman of, of the Federal Reserve, his name is Jerome Powell, Mm-hmm. And before him was Janet Yellen, and before her was Ben Bernanke. And before him was Alan Greenspan. Greenspan, and that actually originates in the 90s. And uh, for those that know, Greenspan in the 90s said we are in a in a in a stage of irrational exuberance. And if you think that the uh, the state of irrational exuberance was irrational in the 90s, the stock market was at like. Seven thousand, and just the other day it hit over thirty thousand for the very first time in history. And I'd like to interject one other side note: D- Donald Trump in nineteen, I'm sorry, in 2016, Donald Trump, the candidate, was telling the voters correctly. In my, uh, uh, my, in my view, he was correctly telling the voters that the stock market was at a big fat ugly bubble. That's Donald Trump, the candidate. And then since then, the stock market has uh, gone up uh, (laughs) tremendously. And today, when the stock market goes over 30000 Donald Trump, the president, doesn't call it a big, fat, uh, ugly bubble. But the point about this is that Jerome Powell is a foreign agent. He is the chairman of the federal bank, uh, the central bank, the federal central bank, but it's not a federal bank. It's called... federal reserve but there is no it's not federal and there is no reserve we should have a secretary of the debt not a secretary of the treasury the treasury is another organization they should not be colluding with each other but they are at this point in time and in that respect jerome powell is a foreign agent and another uh evidence that he's a foreign agent is because he reports to the imf the international monetary fund the World Bank, and the Bank of International Settlements. Now, uh, one other important point to be made there is that the IMF, the World Bank, and the Bank of International Settlements, they do not recognize fiat currency as being an asset. They all recognize fiat currency as being a liability, a debt instrument, an IOU. So they only recognize tier one assets as real money. And in, in this particular case, their tier one assets are gold and silver. That's why central banks around the world have been accumulating gold and silver. And that's all that they recognize as money. However, the, the they are what I will call aristocrats. And they want the rest of the world to use their fiat currency. And that is what is happening in El Sereno is people have... No other cho- choice but to be a squatter in an empty home that is being owned by an agency, a bank. Uh, in this particular case, it's the state in collusion with the banks. And uh, it's a revolution of some type. What do you think, Chris?
1: Well, it, you're, you're right. And what I what I wanted to read to you was uh, a statement by Kevin DeLeon a council member for the 14th district here in los angeles Um, he says it is unconscionable that anyone should be forced to spend thanksgiving or any day of the year on the street last night we worked to secure hotel vouchers and other rapid rehousing solutions for those in immediate need while we continue urgent negotiations with the state to secure the permanent support or uh Support our families deserve. Uh, Though these specific homes are state-owned, the experience of every unhoused family in our community is our concern, and we must be in the business of providing safe shelter for everyone, not taking it away. The City of LA has been able to master lease 23 of the habitable Caltrans homes and have already begun housing people in them over the last month. We should not, however, be in the business of using such physical methods of enforcement. The images I saw from last night are heartbreaking and unacceptable. Right now I am working with our state elected officials to find permanent solutions so more families can safely move in. This morning I reached out to our governor to highlight the need to restore these remaining properties and move quickly on legislation that would give the city more authority over these properties el sereno is a proud neighborhood and i will continue to work with all the stakeholders to provide struggling families with the dignity of a roof over their heads so that was the statement that kevin de leon put out concerning what happened last night
0: okay well that's the statement of a politician is that correct mm-hmm. okay yes so- so he doesn't have direct authority, but he's trying to mm-hmm. assert himself. Correct. Okay. So, Correct. what? Just to be clear, um, I wanted to, to ask about what your knowledge about the evictions. Uh, were the evictions uh, received a month ago, weeks ago, days ago?
1: Uh, word that I heard last night was that there was the thirty-day notice put out, uh, but I, I assume that they do not. Um, just come in at the last minute and it appears as though everyone was ready and prepared for CHP to show up Uh, the activists were there early in the morning yesterday Uh, they started at 9 a.m. with the evictions um, and like I said are still continuing on as we speak Um, that's how many properties there were that people were squatting in
0: okay so this politician that just made this excellent statement uh, do, do they foresee that they're removing one set of families in order to uh, uh, re-inhabit those dwellings with another set or maybe the exact same individuals?
1: Uh, I would say no. Uh, the, homes, the homes from some of the videos that I've been looking at uh, look okay on the outside. They, uh, they need work on the inside to get them back up and going, some of them uh some are newer looking homes some have definitely looked like they've been sitting for 20 years um but that's what the group was doing was they were going in and basically repainting and cleaning up the units uh in some of these uh videos that i've seen
0: so possibly and we're just it's theory possibly they were removing individuals so they could go in and clean up and prepare for new tenants
1: uh, I would say no, unless uh, the city had a plan for it or the state had a plan for the properties. Um, to me, it just sounds like the evictions were happening due to uh, the fact that they knew people were in the properties and squatting.
0: Okay, so what we need to do is we need to get to the source of the information and find out. Yeah, the the true intentions. Right.
1: And and it's interesting because I understand the plight of people saying, yes, the state owns all these homes and we have a problem in the state and we need to find housing for them. That doesn't give people the right to take something that doesn't belong to them or take over something that doesn't belong to them. So as much as I understand the fight, I just disagree personally with how they went about doing it.
0: Well, you're referring to property rights. Sure. Yes, and and property rights are extremely important, especially in our republic.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But when when uh, it's it's kind of like I watched uh, a a movie, Boys in the Hood for the first time. That's probably close to your heart, 1991, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And uh, the complexities involved in whoever violates the other person, and when I when I say violate, I like to use voluntary, voluntarism, or being a voluntarist. Those are the pronouns. Mm -hmm. And uh, that basically means that every relationship is voluntary and there's no stealing and no raping in that relationship. Right. And then when the first theft or rape occurs and I'm referring to these individuals that are living in the home losing their ability to earn a living wage so they're being stolen from by the banks in this particular case so the banks swoop in and take the property uh if we actually had a real common law republic you wouldn't have banks owning everything and everybody else having to pay tribute to them sure sure so it seems like there was a violation they feel like they were violated so either the people that were originally there or other individuals that have been uh what would you say displaced, uh, disadvantaged? They stepped in because they're looking for a roof over their head, right? And it just seems like it's a spiral. Like was what, what was um, presented in the Boys in the Hood movie. It's just a spiral. You know when is it going to end?
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. And it would be it would be nice to know how the how the properties were obtained by the state. Uh, I'm not sure how we would find that quite.
0: Excellent frankly, question.
1: But, you know, but it's it's. Uh,
0: and why uh, I, I say right. why is a why is a state buying property? I mean, a state buying property in order to do a road uh, modification.
1: Yeah. Right. The woman that I spoke to last night on my live stream, she was actually quite happy the police were there evicting these people because she said that uh, uh, the neighbors that were there uh were selling drugs a lot of them were gang members uh, and she felt unsafe in the neighborhood even though she lives in one of the caltrans homes herself uh, so it was interesting that uh she was actually quite happy what was going on the police being there now i'm sure that doesn't go for every buddy that was living there but that was her experience with the neighbors that had been squatting in the home next door to her
0: I can certainly understand that perspective, but what happens when people are disenfranchised is the only thing that they can resort to is prostitution and drug u- and drug sure. Drug sales. Sure. So that throws a monkey wrench into the, mm-hmm. into the relationship. Correct. So. So. And, and the real solution is basically for us to start using honest money. Have you ever heard the term, the, the difference between honest money and dishonest money?
1: No, that's a new one for me.
0: Okay, well, that's that's part of a uh, a conversation that we'll have offline. Uh, it's about money, and and um, I, I I was working for a Fortune 100 company uh, 20 years ago. They laid me off, a part of the first dot-com bust uh, layoffs, a string of layoffs that began in t- 20 years ago. And I was totally ignorant about these things. I knew a lot about technology, but I did not obviously. I did not know much about um, economics, and I—I I know very little about the law as well. And since those 20 years, I have certainly um, researched out economics and the law, and I have a totally different perspective now. That's why uh, I decided to run for uh, be, to be a candidate for president of the United States. And um, we are also starting. I'll take an opportunity to mention that anyone can communicate at uh, chat c-h-a-t dot voter meetups dot com voter meetups will be launched soon and this is an opportunity for people to uh, come together and communicate with each other your microphone is muted chris
1: oh there it is sorry okay
0: uh do, did you do you want to do you have any other things about this uh event last night
1: no that that was uh that was pretty much it i i'm curious to see what happens tomorrow if there's if there's more continuing evictions uh i'm going to try to keep a close eye on what's going on and try to try to dig more into the story because it certainly is affecting a lot of people and uh uh the activist community is is quite uh on top of it
0: yes thank you very much for keeping uh keeping your ear to the ground in that area On a personal note, please share me how excited you were when you noticed that you were in the right spot when the protesters came to you.
1: Uh, I was very happy. The funny thing is, is, as I walked up, I could not tell because when I first arrived, all the police cars or a lot of the police cars left. I thought the police had taken off. And I thought that as I walked that way and I saw the protesters, I didn't realize that it was a row of officers before the protesters, uh, so I uh, I would have I would have traveled back with them had I seen the officers, but uh, I saw the angry crowd coming towards me, not realizing that the officers were in between us. Uh, so it was it was very interesting to see uh, see that unfold.
0: But it doesn't seem like like you missed anything. So you were in the perfect place. You're doing a great job.
1: Thank you. I w- I was very much late to the show, because um, they had been going on all day. Um, I would have liked to have been in there, but uh, I, I had other things going on, and I couldn't get out there till 11:30 at night, and certainly did not miss anything at that point. And then went up, uh, ended up sticking around. All the protesters had left, and LAPD and CHP reformed up, and they went out and they did more evictions last night, and they were still evicting people at four o'clock in the morning when I left. Wow. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, I couldn't get closer. To see what was going on specifically, but uh, there were uh, the protesters did not come back. The calls had gone out to get the protesters to come back, but nobody showed back up um, after they had left. So I know there we're back out there today, though. But uh,
0: today being Thursday, can you can yes. you take a moment and and um, elaborate on your collaboration efforts tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow we're going out to the mayor's house. For uh, an 8 o'clock assembly 8 p.m. Assembly Uh, what we're gonna do is uh, set up a speaker microphone so that uh, we can incorporate uh, Jitsi live chat with the protesters so that uh, the folks that are in the Jitsi room can ask questions directly and the people that are there the protesters will be able to hear the questions and ask uh, and answer. Hopefully, have some some in-person conversations as we live stream on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and now Twitch.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna said, make it happen. So, and
0: you said this is with whom?
1: Ah, uh, this is with no agenda. And then uh, the other group that's gonna be out there is uh, SaveCalifornia.com. Uh, they were the ones who uh, set up and went out last Friday. There was roughly about 100 protesters. Uh, when the police uh, riot squad came in and shut down the protest in front of the mayor's house. So they're going back out there.
0: Okay, just to be clear so, about what you said, uh, the curfew in California, the, that everybody has to be in their homes by 10 p.m. Uh, in the evening, um, except for central travel. Did I get that correct?
1: That is correct. That's okay. the way I understand it right now as well.
0: Okay, so, so. The, governor, um, the, the governor basically wrote a decree. It's a, Correct. a, a, yes. a governor's order. And yes. um, it went out, so everybody had some time to digest this new information. And so they went there last Friday, and you stumbled onto that event uh, briefly, and you got some of it on film. I
1: did.
0: And then you went back on at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. That's correct. And, you and that was
1: a, a that was the same group, but their, I guess their main day of protest for this is going to be Friday's. The Sunday was uh, anybody who is available to show up. And I think that's why it was a much smaller group on Sunday, uh, which did not have any police intervention um, and just kind of faded out on its own after 530 when it got dark. So and also, they're claiming that Friday is going to be even bigger.
0: Very good. And also, so, and I, to be aware, is that during those Friday filmings and the Sunday filming, the curfew was not enacted. It was not. So this Friday, the curfew is going to be enacted. So let me understand this to be correct. So uh, there's going to be hundreds or thousands of people standing out in front of the mayor's house.
1: Oh, they're not going to be standing.
0: Or the, walking. The note, that was,
1: the note that was sent out was, you have to keep moving. They've made that very clear to the protesters that you must keep moving.
0: That's correct. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. And yeah. so they're going to wait and see what the police are going to do. So let's talk about that just for a second. Yeah. On Friday, the police were not dressed in riot gear, and they they kettled the crowd to the to the uh, Wilshire Boulevard at, well, at, at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, uh, they didn't kettle anybody. They, they just moved the line from... What would have been sixth street which is a block north running parallel to wilshire uh and they started moving the line towards wilshire boulevard pushing everybody out after uh the group stood in front of the house and protested Uh, they were given the opportunity and asked by uh, lapd and lapd gave up their microphone to one of the protesters where they were instructed to move 100 feet in any direction but to continue moving so they weren't standing still, that would allow them to stay out there. Um, and when they weren't able to do that, once enough uh, riot police showed up, uh, that's when they instructed the crowd that it was an illegal or unlawful assembly, and then started pushing them towards Wilshire.
0: OK, that was Friday night.
1: That was Friday night.
0: And then on Sunday, it was a different experience. They it were was. not, they I were... think,
1: yes, the group was smaller uh is all they did as far as police and uh getting involved was to one stop people from using bullhorns or any sort of speaker systems uh, and they did ask people to keep moving and uh for the most part i think people did there was a lot of standing or standing around but it was more of a, a milling around um and they did, didn't seem to find too much trouble with that um, and then the fate the crowd just faded out on their own uh, there also wasn't as large of a police presence on Sunday as there was on Friday night.
0: And if and I'd just like to remind everybody to go to YouTube, search for WYSIWYG, as in what you see is what you get, WYSIWYG TV, there's a WYSIWYG TV channel on YouTube, you can look back and see the Friday video, the Sunday video, and uh, there's other videos to choose from, but that's what we're basically primarily discussing, is the activities surrounding the, the mayor's house and actually let me add this no agenda block party is an event listed on no agenda so if you go to no agenda it is now listed in the calendar for this friday and it actually says 7 p.m which means get there before eight okay and then i will,
1: I, I will be out there early
0: and then uh, you'll you can look for for chris at wizzywig tv he'll be out there streaming this live on youtube as he just uh mentioned earlier now this friday um when i observed the the california highway patrol in el Sorita, they had riot gear on do you think that they're going to have riot gear on I, I this is all speculation maybe we shouldn't even be talking about it but um to to reiterate the purpose of friday is to be out there protesting peacefully uh in front of the mayor's house at 10 o'clock to see what they are going to do right are we in agreement
1: we are uh what i've seen from my past streams in different events where lapd has been involved they don't start out in riot gear you have a group of officers which are just playing well not playing clothes but traditional their standard uniforms that come through and hey thanks for showing up i hope you guys had a great time it's time to go very polite asking people to leave once that doesn't work then the riot gear comes out and they have what appears to be a couple different levels of riot gear um and and uh it starts with just helmets and batons and then builds from there as needed as more officers come in so uh with the with the patriots they haven't had uh much pushback. You did see a little bit on Friday night, but, um, it's a very different, uh, group of people that they deal with versus the kids in black block that tend to be more vocal and start throwing things, um, you know, and are very hesitant to leave They, they refuse to follow instructions. Whereas the Patriots tend to follow instructions so far.
0: Okay, so we're talking about four different groups. We're talking about patriots, which are constitution-loving, um, property rights-loving patriots. And then you've got the black bloc, which you've explained on your videos. And then there's mm-hmm. a black lives matter. And then there's Antifa. Correct. Would you agree with those of the first, the, the four agents?
1: Uh, the, the Antifa, I, I, I'm just not using the term Antifa because I, I know that that uh, affects people in a different way. Um but when I when I say the black block uh outfits, that's who I'm really referring to. Um they they are in Tifa. Uh that is their tactic to wear black block. Um
0: So for clarification's sake. It's
1: yeah, three groups. Black block and Tifa. Black Block and Tifa. Yes, and the and the Patriots slash Trump supporters.
0: Well, I hesitate to use the word Trump supporters because oh, I, I actually listened to the interfaith dialogue from the uh, G20. Actually, the G20 met recently, and the G20 is uh, a kind of like the Davos crowd, <laughs> but they're they're more related to with the United Nations, the G20, twenty countries, and they actually had a G20 interfaith dialogue forum. And as I was listening to the Dialogue Forum, these speakers of of men, women, dressed differently, different religions, what I began to realize is that the strife between the different sects or religions is the same as the strife between the Republicans and the Democrats. And when you think Republicans and Democrats, you think Trump and Biden. So I think that in order to remain neutral, because we're not about one side or the other we are about everyone being in the same room everybody being in the same boat so to speak right we're, we're actually creating an inter- interfaith dialogue between the Republicans and the Democrats and I believe that we can all agree that we all want the same thing and if you allow me to pontificate for a moment is that okay yeah
1: well yeah I was gonna say you and I agreed on uh, agree on that but from what I've seen here in California, in Los Angeles, the BLM crowd and the what I call Patriots, Trump supporters, will not get along in the same room.
0: Well, that's what I was going to pontificate about. Yeah. If you have a room full of 100 people and um, I were to ask, who wants to be raped today? Rape. <laughs> There would right. be there would be no hands going up whether they were BLM. No, there, there or, certainly
1: wouldn't be. No. Okay,
0: so if I said, "Who wants to have their stuff stolen from them today?" No hands would go up either. So we all want the same thing.
1: That's. I the... actually don't think that to be the case. Well, think, you think that some think people would you...
0: want their stuff stolen from them
1: by somebody uh, else? Well, they they would they would qualify that by saying, "It's my stuff," but if somebody needs it more, is is the way i think that uh the blm crew and the black block crew feel about personal property from from the way it looks and the way they've been acting yeah but that's still not i wouldn't i wouldn't give them that much credit to think that they would say they don't want their stuff stolen
0: well okay well let's 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 talk about this for a second <laughs> i'm thinking what you're saying and and, yeah. and and i know the the who you were referring to they would say, I'm allowed to steal your stuff if I need it, but I don't want you to steal my stuff. Would that be uh, something you agree with?
1: It, it would be an interesting test. That's for sure. I, I would love to know how that, and maybe that's a good question. I don't know that there's going to be uh, the intermingling of the groups on Friday. It would be an interesting event if it, if it did happen especially with the, uh, the tweets and whatnot that I've been seeing from past Friday night with the uh, interaction between the police and the patriots. I know that uh, those videos got a lot of traction with the uh, Southwest Youth Liberation Front. Uh, they were finding it, uh, I don't know how to describe it. They enjoyed seeing the patriots battling the police the way they have been even though there was true nuance in what was being said and there was no disrespect for the officers where you tend to get a lot of disrespect from the black block and BLM crew. Um, the Patriots still had respect for the police, but they were also fighting for their constitutional right to protest and be allowed to be out there.
0: Okay. So what you just described, would you compare it in any way to, um, the the uh, el serena having property taken away through financial for financialization and financial manipulating uh manipulation by the banks taking people's properties away and now they feel entitled to somehow take personal property because they need it and on the other side of there you've got the protesters walking in the streets in front of the mayor's house and the mayor has now taken people's rights to choose whether they want to wear a mask whether they don't want to wear a mask right. whether they want to stay out after 10 pm you know do you can you see the comparison between those two parallels
1: yes with the disagreement that i'm I'm actually not convinced that the state took homes from people i i I would tend to lean on the side that, that as properties went up for sale they bought them Legally. Well, well actually I, I, I would it, like to give them that benefit.
0: Okay, so you watched the movie Boys in the Hood, right? Yeah. All right. Do you remember yeah. when Lawrence Fishburne was describing to his son a gentrification?
1: They were saying No, but I, I should go back and watch that because it, gentrification's a big uh a big issue here in LA.
0: Yes, and, and it was extremely um interesting. I've never watched the movie and then watching it yesterday it was like these light bulbs going off going this has been happening since 1991 which was actually the movie was filmed in 1991 but it was mm-hmm. reflecting the events from earlier in some parts right. when they were children right. in the yeah. 80s and then yeah. and then 91 is when they were older and he was living with his dad Lawrence Fishbourne and yeah. uh, so the gentrification he was explaining that it is a way of manipulating the price of property and the price of homes lower. So people that have access to credit, remember, Mm -hmm. this is all a credit game that we're experiencing here in the United States when we have $30 trillion of debt and and a little bit about that debt. Uh, we won't even talk about the Bush here, but Obama spent a trillion dollars per year in his eight years of office, which put us $8 trillion in debt. Trump is spending $2 trillion per year of money that we don't have. So, in right. his four years, he's already racked up more than $8 trillion worth of debt. And yeah. so, that's the mirage that I'm referring to. So, sure. back to the gentrification. So, Lawrence Fishborn is describing the lowering of properties. One of the standby, somebody standing by, says, It's not us, you know, this, it's not somebody from the outside lowering the property values. It's yes. those kids shooting at each other and slinging drugs. Yes. And Lawrence says, "But wait a second, how did this stuff get into our into the our neighborhoods? We sure. we don't own planes, right? So it's actually it's it's a force that is coming from the outside to bring poverty into these neighborhoods, and then that reflects spe- right specifically on El Cerrito." sure because sure. if if you are aware of gary webb he was the journalist that that broke the story that the cia was working with drug dealers to bring drugs into la mm-hmm. county you're familiar with the, the Jerry gary yeah. webb story mm-hmm. well let me say it for the listeners yeah the, the the cia was working with drug dealers to bring drugs into los angeles county of among other places and that money was funneled so ronald reagan the president at the time could give money to the contra uh, battles down in south america so like Lawrence said they don't own planes they didn't bring all this mess into the neighborhoods but it was done to them by an outside force so mm-hmm. back to el cerrito they they are being gentrified their property values go down. They can't make their payments, so the banks that can print money out of thin air and it doesn't cost them anything, can now suck up all this property at low property prices, refurbish, and sell at a profit later.
1: Yeah, it's a really nice neighborhood, though.
0: Well, then they have a a lot of homes that they uh, that they accumulated in a really nice
1: neighborhood. Yeah. And and that's the thing is it's, you know, it's it's uh, South Pasadena, uh, parts of Pasadena. Um, It goes through some very affluent neighborhoods. Um, It's not uh, it's not the worst neighborhood in L.A. It's it's uh, a lot of well manicured homes and and nice small little uh, midsize family homes, California bungalows in a kind of nice uh area of los angeles uh so if anything the homes being boarded up were decreasing the property value for those neighbors
0: that's a good point
1: you know um but uh there was a lot of really nice homes and some of the some of the homes that were bought up looked like they had been updated and really beautiful little spots that um it look like maybe the city had a maintenance or the state has a maintenance crew apparently they do have a, a security company that's been watching and monitoring the properties um because i heard they were there as well um but uh, it's it's a nice i'd like to live in i wish i could afford to live in that neighborhood
0: <laughs> well to be fair they probably um you're talking about the boarding of, of the homes lowering the property value, that didn't affect them because they were originally gonna construct a highway.
1: Correct. In in, in that corner. Because as soon as I went a block in either direction, it's it, very normal, nice, quaint little neighborhood. Nice little pocket of Los Angeles.
0: That was not going to be part of the highway building out.
1: Correct. Correct. Would have been on the edges of it, depending on how far it was going, but yeah. You know, you're talking about a, a two-block strip that runs directly in line with where the 710 ends now. Um, if, you, if you pull up a map, you'll see where there's just a big gap in the freeway system, and that's the area that's that was being bought up. The southern part, the northern part, uh, it runs through a lot of mountainous kind of area, um, open park area that I think the state's probably had for a long time so but it it when you look at the map it it becomes very clear the area that they're looking to or had purchased up
0: well that certainly is a complex situation
1: yeah yeah we're talking thousands of homes right there
0: so are you ready to wrap up sure chris at WYSIWYG tv that's WYSIWYGTV.com. He's also yes. on YouTube. Yep. Be sure and uh, and attend the the uh, block party. Um, at I uh, see the block party is in front of the mayor's house at eight yep. p. Well, let's call it seven p.m. The address is uh, listed on no agenda. Yep. Six oh
1: five Irving Street.
0: And that's Los Angeles.
1: Er, South Irving Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Yes.
0: Okay, and that's also listed on no agenda meetupscom All the details are there. There's no need to RSVP. Just be there. And uh, if you cannot go there, you can look at the YouTube live stream. And uh, hopefully we'll have all the technology working properly where we can communicate. Yep. And uh, the only other thing is... Um, you can go to chat.votermeetups.com. That will forward you to the Jitsi stream where we will be uh, congregating for uh, the conversation. You will not see the stream there, the video. That is a place for us to connect with each other. And that is live now. And that's where we're speaking. We are, we are sitting virtually in the voter meetup room in Jitsi talking with each other right now and i appreciate you guys listening you have anything final to say chris uh
1: nope other than i'm also excited that i'm heading down to huntington beach on saturday which is going to be as well even bigger than last friday night or last saturday night and they're doing a 1001 uh ceremony for the covid shutdown they've they've claimed as well so uh, Friday and Saturday night are both going to be very big nights here uh, in Los Angeles. And what is the 10.01? 10.01 uh, would be the, the 10 o'clock mark as the curfew. Oh, the
0: 10.01 timeframe.
1: Yeah, 10.01 time yeah, p.m. they're going to do a, uh, a, uh, a ceremony about the curfew. Uh, and Huntington Beach was huge last week, and, and I expect it's going to be even bigger. So uh, it's going to be a big weekend. So, hope everybody watches.
0: Okay, very good. Very good. And uh, signing off from somewhere in cyberspace, thanks for listening. Thank you for your courage.
1: Thank you.